gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the attitude era wrestling review podcast where we two old farts sit here and talk about wrestling 25 years ago or i guess technically in this case no well no it'll still be 25 <clears throat> anyway um i am the man with the velvet vocal cords my name is arnold if you don't know that by now if you're just joining us welcome and with me as always my tag team partner the 2021 armchair booker of the year the big drewski good morning to you today drew what is up arnold uh, not a whole lot me either just sitting here waiting for my electric to go off and i can be sitting here in the freezing cold i'm glad they have a scheduled power outage when it's 12 degrees outside <laughs> Hey, look at this way. Better scheduled than, hey, surprise, you have no power. Well, I didn't get the phone call. I never got the phone call. I just happened to see it on the community Facebook page thing this morning. Luckily, I looked at it. I usually don't. The wife got a phone call yesterday. I said, because I was telling her, I said, I "I know you're going to be gone. She's at work. I said, but the power's going out today at 830 to 1.30. She's like, yeah, did you not get the phone call yesterday? No, sure didn't. It's a good thing. I was about ready to turn my 3D printer on this morning and start firing that sucker up. <laughs> that made me mad. I mean, it's got, I got a, one with power. Like if the power goes out, it stops and remembers where it was and comes right back, but still. Huh. Pain, but Oh, no kidding. Oh, no kidding. Speaking of pains in the butt, we're reviewing WWF Raw from December 30th, 1996. And the biggest pain in the butt on this episode would be Vince Kennedy McMahon. No kidding. Oh, <laughs> he was he was being extra Vincey today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you hear if you've listened to our award show, this is an episode of Oh my God. Of course they gave both of them gave Vince the worst commentator of the year award. I mean, I gave it to him and Bischoff, but he still gets his own. <laughs> Uh, but on commentary tonight from Albany, New York, we have Vince Kennedy and Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> ah, and speaking of that scheduled power outage, this will be a kind of a quick review. We got an hour-ish to do it before they flick my switch. So if suddenly I'm talking and rambling and just all of a sudden it just that you'll figure out what happened. <laughs> it does that. But yeah. So, WWF Raw from 1990 December 30th, 1996. Let's jump right into it. We start out with a replay I believe, from Superstars with Stone Cold was pilmanizing somebody's ankles. I never saw and caught who it was. Did you catch who it was? Um, probably a couple nobodies. Yeah, I'm I thought maybe Furnace and Lafon. I can't. I couldn't really tell. It was yeah, somebody. I didn't get a good look at him. He was 
you know, being stone cold, heel stone cold and was pilmanizing ankles. Um, so we get, we open up Raw off that angle, I guess, a tag team match with Farouk and Stone Cold tagging versus Double J and Savio Vega. Did this make any sense to you of why? Other than no, other than it's just two heels versus two faces. No, <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, what was the angle here? And remember when I say Double J, I'm talking about Road Dog Jesse James, not Jeff Jarrett. Which, speaking of, <laughs> both of these, I'm a little angry at. Mainly, okay, I've got to say this, and I'm going to admit something that I'm not proud of, and I can't help it. But after watching this a couple of days ago, I've had that damn song stuck in my head. Oh, no. <sighs> oh, no. Yeah, and after actually, like, you know, after hearing it on here, I, you know, they always say if you get something stuck in your head, listen to it a few times and try to get it out. Mm-hmm. That song is on Amazon Music. Oh. But there's a problem with that. Because I've only really heard it with, you know, Road Dog singing it on the way to the ring. Mm-hmm. I had Amazon play it yesterday. And it bills it as with my baby tonight by double J Jeff Jarrett, WWE music. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. And then it starts playing and it's obvious to, to daisies that it really is road dog singing it. Huh? Jeff Jarrett. I even, then I had to look at, I was like, that's not Jeff Jarrett singing. I said, that's, that's road dog. You, know, you can tell it's him singing. Yeah, he actually, Jeff Jarrett couldn't sing a lick, so they had Road Dog sing it and have Jeff Jarrett lip sing it whenever they did it. Oh, Lord. So this whole fake Double J that I really sang the song is kind of a shoot. Because <laughs> <laughs> he really did sing it. Jeff Jarrett really did lip sync it. <laughs> huh. Hey, yeah. we'll take it. That's fascinating. Yeah, but yeah, I've been humming that in my head that and if any of you out there have kids and have seen the new disney's encanto movie we don't talk about bruno no 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 we do not oh my that can't sing that i don't want to get hit with a copyright (laughs) (laughs) screw it if they're yeah they're not yeah that'll be real easy yeah since since double j was the real double j was in this i thought i would out myself and say yeah been singing that stupid song in my head (sighs) yeah (laughs) uh but anyway we get this weird thrown together tag team but i like everybody in it so we'll see how it goes um double j comes out speaking of that song stone cold clocks him from behind on the ramp while he's singing it i wrote thank god because even though i have it stuck in my head it's still a pretty terrible song Yes. Why? Because it's country. I mean, for a country song and written by a guy that did wrestling themes, it's actually an actual song. So it's not like it's that worst thing ever, but it's still country. (laughs) Oh, here comes Savio Vega. He saves Double J from Stone Cold. All right. Bret Hart's watching from the back. Hmm. More on that later. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Um, 
Stone Cold and Farouk are getting the all the heat on Savio Vega. I mean, they are just beating the ever-loving crap out of him to the point where... <sighs> <laughs> Oh, then they start to beat the crap out of um, Jesse James. Stone Cold hits him with a bulldog for a two count. Fruit tags in and Stone Cold chop blocks Double J on the outside. Oh, he's hurt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, here comes Bret Hart because he ain't having none of that. He's had all he can stands and he can't stands no more. So he runs out. <sighs> Double J can't continue. So I guess Savio Vega's alone now nope Bret Hart jumps up on the ring goes I got this because that's how tag team matches work totally yeah we go to we go to the commercial and they're like will the ref allow it and I'll give you three guesses what Vince McMahon says anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation yeah because you don't pay attention to rules and things like actual logic but you know that being set aside they're the baby faces the red i I mean it makes kind of sense but not really at all yeah Uh, bret hart's in jeans and boots he looks like a bart gun cosplay kind of (laughs) um savio vega's again getting the crap kicked out of him uh savio vega hit that electric chair drop (laughs) that was pretty that was pretty and finally, Bret Hart gets the hot tag, cleans house, gets, I believe it was Stone Cold in the sharpshooter, or no, it was Farouk in the sharpshooter. Actually, I don't know. I don't know who it was that he got. I didn't write down who he got in. I can't remember. Oh, it was Stone Cold. He got Stone Cold in the sharpshooter. Yep. And here comes Crush, clocks Bret Hart from behind, DQ. So Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, or Jesse James and Savio Vega combo, I guess, win by DQ. <laughs> and Stone Cold and the Nation of Domination absolutely destroy Bret Hart and Savio Vega until here comes Ahmed Johnson with that two-by-four, slides in, everybody powders, and then Ahmed Johnson says words until he gets everybody to chant, you're going down. That's the only thing anybody can understand, so that's what they chant with him. <laughs> this was a smorgasbord of things, but the match was wonderful. I mean, Stone Cold, all four of these guys were great workers at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I love the match. and I can give, you know, I nitpick, and, you know, Bret Hart jumping in doesn't make sense. It's a it's a baby face coming in to, you know, help. Except the part that kind of doesn't make sense is that you're starting to turn Brett heel a little bit. Confusing stuff, right? Yeah. it's He's back and forth. He's bipolar booking here, but yeah. overall, I like this match a lot. It was a good looking at the card it's exactly what i'd open with i like this i liked everything about it pretty much i know i nitpick on the bret hart thing it was solid in the ring um i hope double j's not hurt too bad i mean he's obviously not i just couldn't continue in this match but 
Ahmed Johnson with the save at the end is a little yeah because I'm yeah on Ahmed Johnson. One thing is, and when he slid in the ring, he threw kind of threw the two by four and then slid in. Farouk could have just easily just grabbed that two by four, whacked him with it. <laughs> I don't know why you throw it in as he slides in; just hold on to it. But then, of course, you know the gone down, dark gone down because that's the only thing. Yeah. That's all I got from it. I couldn't understand a word he said. If if you're out there listening and you can translate Ahmed Johnson promos, get a hold of us because I'd like to know what he says. How would you like to be the guy doing subtitles on this show? I wouldn't. I'd just be sitting there going WTF question mark, question mark. We're going down. We're going, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I like this match. No, it's like, no, it was a good match. I mean, realistically, I mean, I didn't really have any complaints. I mean, of course, you know, you have Savio Vega, who was essentially like your sacrificial lamb, had your whole, you know, baby face in peril kind of moment. Um, gets a little comeback. Brett showing up was kind of confusing because it's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. And they're just like, well, I mean, okay, why not? Um, the ending was a lot. Um, Ahmed's outfit was a lot or not enough. Um, <laughs> not sure where he got those pants from, but yeah, weird. Um, I guess this is going to set. Well, I've, I'm guessing with the Ahmed Johnson showing up sets up his match with Farouk at Royal Rumble. Um, not sure about everyone else. <laughs> That's just me on that one. I think we're slowly working towards Stone Cold versus Bret Hart rematch. Okay. That, see, now that makes a little bit more sense. Probably. That's why he would step into it. Probably at WrestleMania. Not that that's one of my favorite matches of all time, and I know that, but we're just – I'm just guessing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a pretty solid guess. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah, it was, it was solid. It was – it got things accomplished. It was a little – Little let's throw every angle at the wall and see if she sticks. But, uh, you know, it's a tag team match, so everybody's got the thing going, and it kind of it kind of tied together a little bit. Not too bad. Again, I just don't get the Ahmed Johnson save thing. Mm. But, sure, why not? Now you, I mean, now you pick, whatever. Um, I liked it all. I gave it an A. I really, this was a solid opener to the show, especially when you look at the first match on, Nitro, and you're going, oh, my God. No kidding. Yeah, especially in, in comparison. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, overall, yeah, but this one, yeah. I mean, like, for what it was, great match to start to show. I mean, with everything that went down, had plenty of drama to it and everything like that. Um, I, was, I ended up grading it an A- minus myself. So, right. Yeah, I, was like, I will gladly take that to start off the show. Yeah, we're right there. And, uh, we're right there. And, uh, yeah, with that, you know, overall, the crowd was fairly lukewarm, at least until this next match here. All right, next up, uh, we have your intercontinental champion, the blue blood himself, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, taking on Brodus Clay. I mean, Flash Funk. Thank you. You saw that, too? I, I, I did see that. 
I didn't, I had never seen that guy before because that was a period where I didn't really watch wrestling. Yeah. Um, and soon as somebody posted that on Twitter the other day, like, what is his name? Funkasaurus. Yeah. Brodus Clay. If you put Brodus Clay's entrance on like a split screen with Flash Funk, they were damn near identical. Hold on. Hold on. Identical. Sorry. I love that movie. If you could, there's your trivia question today. What movie? You, did I quote? You got to clap your hands, put them in front of you, and go identical. And if <laughs> you know that movie, we could be BFFs. I mean, it's one of the great classic all time movies, but in my humble opinion, but I mean, Marissa Tomei did win Best Supporting Actress, I'm just saying, before she was <laughs> hot Aunt May. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just saying but anywho right. yeah that so guy get- that guy and flash through- funk they just oh, they just literally said you remember flash funk yeah go do that the two dancers the the funk music the dancing mm-hmm. everything but the big the big floppy hat if they gave him the big floppy hat it would just be like okay now this is weird but oh yeah, they just repackaged him as Flash Funk 2.0. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whatever happened to him because I don't know who the heck he is. I'm guessing he didn't last long. He didn't last very long. So yeah, Brodus Clay didn't like he didn't last very long. And I mean, we can look back, you know, and kind of smile on matches we've seen at Two Cool Scorpio. So <laughs> this and, is that. And I'm pretty sure wasn't one of was one of his dancers wasn't that Naomi? Yeah, Naomi was one of the Funkadactyls. Mm-hmm. Wait, Funkadactyls? Funkadactyls. He's the Funkasaurus, and they're the Funkadactyls. It was her, and I forget the other chick's name. The Funkadactyls. Whoever thought of that doesn't need fired. They need stuck in Jeff Bezos's rocket and just launched to space and left there. I think we all know who thought of that. I have no, probably Vince himself. <laughs> so I think we all know the answer to that. I probably thought it was clever. But anywho, let's get on to this match. So after uh, Flash Funk's 20-minute intro, um, the lights go dark. The lights go gold. Here comes Gold Dust and Marlena taking a seat in the crowd, you know, not just watching the match, enjoying themselves, which, of course, uh, sends Lawler into a little hissy fit. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, that he's not out there to just distract anybody, right? Um, get started off the match. Flash Funk comes out hot in this match. And I mean, he's like, if there for a while, it's like, whoa, you know, champ might be in trouble. Luckily, this is a non-title bout. And that happens until he whips on the crossbody in the corner, <laughs> which, yeah, Trips definitely took over on that. And he starts beating the brakes off of Flash Funk until he dumps him out of the ring so he can do his little pat, you know, little thing he does. You guys can't see what I'm doing. But of course, he does, yeah, a does his little curtsy. Flash gets back in, comes in with a hold. Um, yeah, for a pin, that's against two. What did I break down? Okay, yeah, and then, yeah, Flash gets another crossbody, but he hits this one for two. Yeah, tried to go for the pin for two. I was like, yeah, I, I kind of wrote this down quick. It was so, all yeah, quick. It was me. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I was like, yeah, forgive me. Um, <laughs> 
All the while, King's still going on about Marlena and Goldust being out in the crowd. So it was like, spoiler alert, if you aren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. They go on about Shotgun Saturday night. Oh, yeah. That's debuting Saturday. Mm-hmm. That wonderful show that didn't last very long. Right. Let's see, we get the middle roast fist drop from trips, which I don't know. I guess it was the camera angle, but from where I was sitting at first, it looked like his knee hit flash square in the face. Cause it was like, it might've been the angle on that. Yeah. I saw that. Cause when he came down, I was like, Ooh, he took a knee to the face. And I was like, nah, that can't be, there's no way. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. Another near fall for trips. And uh, Flunk's, Flunk, Flunk, Funk's getting ready for his comeback. Lawler decides, you know, now's my time to get up on the table and scream at Gold Dust. <laughs> yeah, this made zero sense in timing. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's still screaming. Flash hits trips with a flying body press. <laughs> right into a moonsault for a two count. All the while, Lawler's going off. The ref's trying to get him to chill out. And while he's doing this, Trips is kind of hiding under, you know, at the side of the apron. Flash goes to come and grab him, pull him up, and cracks him with the IC title. Obviously, the ref is occupied, didn't see anything. So uh, the ref hops back in the ring, and one, two, three, Trips gets the win. Foreign object over Flash Funk. That was the match. Afterwards, however, we don't see this. Afterwards, the real fun starts. Yeah, the real fun starts (laughs) afterwards. You know, Lawler's still flapping his gums, and the ref finally gets him to calm down a little bit. Camera goes over to the side where they were. Goldust has already made his way over the the, uh, guardrail at this point. (laughs) He proceeds to chase Lawler back to the locker room. Trips tries to hop in. And save the day. And Flash Funk's like, uh, no, we're not done here yet. Drags trips back to the ring, hits him with that beautiful 450 splash. Proceeds to dance on off. his grave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, honestly, I mean, looking at how looking at where we are in Trips' career right now, especially compared to where Two Cold Scorpio was in his career at this point. He did a great job of making like I mean yeah it, obviously trips went over dirty he's a heel that's going to happen but all in all if you look at the match overall like the fact that I mean Funk is a vet like for sure at this point trips trips has been around but trips isn't the trips we know and love today at this point and I mean, this put on a pretty decent match in my opinion so uh, for me I mean this this got another A minus for me. I like. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, Lawler was a little off on the timing, but I'm not digging that deep into it because that's a whole different thing between him and Goldust. Yep. Well, hand me a shovel because we're about ready to go spelunking. <laughs> we're gonna dig deep. Not really. No, I, we don't have time. I got a power outage coming. <laughs> uh, um, I like this match. Not as much as you apparently. I only gave it a B. So we're. We're not too far off, but no. yeah, no, not too far off at all. But yeah, the Lawler thing was definitely without Lawler getting involved in this, 
this was probably I would be right there AA minus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Flash made. I don't know whether either one of you, either you want to say Flash because he's a veteran at this point, made trips look like a million bucks, or they both made each other look great. They, oh, had, they made each other look amazing. They had good timing. The chemistry is obviously there. They had a good match. I love how Flash kept trying to get a comeback on, and Trips would cut it off like real quickly. And then, but suddenly, you know, Funk does get his comeback. Yep. I loved it. Law, like I said, Lawler on the mic. I would held that off till after the match right have trips you know still having win dirty with the belt but have something else distract like a not a ref bump or just something where the ref's not seeing it and it happens other than that i like i gave this a b mm-hmm. so i like that that's not poo-pooing on it that's a good match oh I, yeah so I like you A minus B. We're not too far off. Nah. So I but I can see totally where you're coming from and everything you just said. Looking forward to our main event. We'll see more of these, more of some of these people in the main event. <laughs> All right. So next we go to an in ring with JR, and he's got HBK and Bret Hart in an in ring interview together. This I knew it was going to be good. Oh, wasn't as good. Me. Oh, yeah. Wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But let's just say this goes off the rails really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to it. We get HBK. Um, he says he'll be on commentary for Bret Hart versus Vader next week and that he won't get involved, which tells us what, folks? That's right, you Door of the Explorer fans. He's going to get involved. Um, JR goes to talk to HBK first, and he says, you know what? No. I'll let Brett go first. This all, and if you're not, these two ha- really do hate each other at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah. al- it's already evident that this is seeping over real life in the ring. This is mainly a shoot interview <laughs> no doubt this is a shoot interview where you don't break kayfabe if that makes any kind of sense uh bret hart starts poking fun of playgirl says that he doesn't even think women what women look at that magazine wink wink <laughs> and if you don't and he he's saying that dudes are looking at the little heartbreak kid <laughs> yeah uh, as he's, as Bret Hart's talking, uh, Shawn Michaels is slowly taking off his coat. <laughs> I love that. That was like, okay, you're going to talk some crap about me. I have a feeling we're going to go here in a minute. <laughs> uh, HBK gets his <laughs> turn on the mic, says that he's seen Bret Hart on the road and he ain't no role model. <laughs> okay. And here comes. Sid. <laughs> I love how he came out though, because he just kind of walks out and he's just like, wait a minute. I got the strap, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was right. I was writing some stuff and looked up and Sid just standing in the ring and like, where the hell did he come from? 
no intro, no nothing, no music. Just he just rolled up the aisle like it was nothing. Nobody noticed a six foot eight man walking down the aisle. Nobody in the ring saw him come through. Gorilla. I don't, the, I don't think the hard camera even noticed him. And it's like they kind of zoomed up, like, oh, Sid, Sid's here. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, they got a close up of him. I think it was Sean. No, it was HPK talking. And they pull back to the hard cam and it's just there, Sid. Like, poof. <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of like the scene in the, what is it? The third Harry Potter movie where Hermione uses the time turner and all of a sudden she's just like, how'd you get here? Was she always sitting there? Was, was she sitting there a minute ago? You know, I know I'm a nerd, but whatever. <laughs> yes, I'm, I have a wrestling podcast and I'm taught, making Harry Potter references. Is it such a stretch to say I'm a nerd? <laughs> Duh. But anywho, yeah. So Sid just shows up randomly, says he beat them both. He's the champ. He wants real competition. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> It, was this just let's get everybody involved in a segment because we're not done yet either, folks? <laughs> no, we are. Here not. comes the Undertaker because it's a party and everybody's invited. <laughs> <laughs> As Taker's on his way down, guess what? It's time! It's time! Here comes Vader and clocks Taker from mine. What is going on here? I have no idea. This is an absolute beautiful train wreck disaster happening. (laughs) (laughs) Taker shakes it off and begins to clobber Vader. Taker and Sid stare down and Shawn Michaels and Sid start to fight. What the hell is this? I have no idea. It was a cluster, a beautiful cluster. And did you notice, too, before Sean got out of the ring, I think, like, Brett was kind of doing that thing where he's kind of hanging, like, between the ropes. Sean kind of goes, boop, up on the ropes. before (laughs) He (laughs) he crotches Brett before he goes down. I was like, okay, that was smooth. Yep. That was smooth, because I don't think think, uh, Vince or King caught that on – or, no, I don't think King was out there at the time. I think King had already left to get ready. Yes, I don't think I don't even. Well, I doubt Vince caught it then. I was like, I don't know if he caught that or not because I didn't hear him say anything about it. Because I saw that and I was like, did he just crotch Brett on a rope? (laughs) I mean, this started off as a two person interview in the ring and turned into a five way schmoz quick. No doubt. I I like, I was all for it. Uh, yeah, I this was one of those that doesn't, doesn't make any sense whatsoever other than the we just have to get everybody here um i can't explain it it's just craziness <laughs> I, I i actually ended up grading it because it was long enough and had enough people involved in it. i gave it a b because it was entertaining it wasn't perfect because it made no sense whatsoever but it was enjoyable Right. And honestly, yeah, I, I, you know me, I normally don't grade these segments. Um, but yeah, if I had to give this one, it would definitely be a solid B for me too, because yeah, it was, there was a lot going on, but it was fun to watch like from top to bottom. Yeah. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like you're driving by and you see some guy standing on the front yard 
and you see his wife out of the top window just launching clothes out the window and you hit the brakes and go none of my business but i gotta watch this Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna park on this side of the street now let's see how this plays out (laughs) that was was this whole segment yeah that was absolutely this whole segment and uh next we do have a couple a couple extra people on commentary in this match we have uh of course our old buddy Vinny mac who gets joined by uh current intercontinental champion hunter hurst helmsley and the greatest intercontinental champion of all time depending on your opinion it the is. Honky Tonk he Man. is he is there's no other there's no other opinion there is, but we're not going to get into that. We don't have time. Anyway, oh, our main on, event Hold tonight, on. We'll make time. Who's better than the Honky Tonk Man? Who's better than the Honky Tonk Man? The legendary Macho Man Randy Savage. He's a Come world on now. Cha- he's more known as a world champion. He is. He is more known as a world champion. But, hey, you got to walk before you can run, brother. Yeah, but is the Honky Tonk Man ever known as a world champion? No. Exactly. <laughs> that makes him he's known as what an intercontinental okay. champion that makes right, him i will give you that one the greatest longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time that's because everybody else in the 80s was a top guy for the most part can't have top guys if you don't have guys to make them look good I guess there's something to do with your IC title back in the 80s, right, guys? Anywho. Pencil drop. <laughs> I'm not Mike's too expensive, eh? <laughs> Dang right. If you've ever bought one of these things, you realize you don't drop them. If you got a billion dollars like Vince, yeah, you drop. You can throw those things around. When you work for the post office, no, you don't drop these things. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, our main event tonight, folks. <laughs> We have uh, Goldust, of course, with the lovely Marlena taking on Jerry the King Lawler. Um, and we join this match in progress whenever we come back from the commercial break. And uh, this is Goldust flapping his gums at trips. No. Surprise, right? Lawler beats up Goldust, throws him back to the ring. Obviously, this is all a giant work, if you can't tell from where this is going. So Lawler is beating the crap out of Goldust in the ring. Trips decides, you know what? I, I got something I got to take care of real quick. Hoists up Marlena, like straight up, like over the shoulder, just carries her off toward the locker room. King Kong style. Mark- <laughs> yeah, straight up. And we have, um, you can't really see him because the lights are off. Because, you know, all the action is supposed to be going on in the ring. But Mark Marrow's there, like, in front of the entrance in street clothes. And just, like, stares down trips. And, of course, by this point, Goldust finally gets free of Lawler and decides to try to save his wife. For some reason, Triple H thinks it's a good idea to toss Marlena at Mark Marrow. <laughs> Hits the ole on Goldust, who tries to, like, bum rush trips from behind. Goldie runs into Marlena and Marrow. Marlena lays there as if she is legitimately knocked out cold. And Triple H decides at that point to go ahead and lay waste to both Mark Marrow and Goldust. And just 
saunters off into the back. All the while, Lawler celebrating because he just won by count out. In perfect <laughs> Lawler fashion. <laughs> and that, that was your main event, folks. <laughs> it was short. It was quick. And it made no sense. Absolutely not. Absolutely like, not. It wasn't like the last segment didn't make any sense, but at least it was absolutely more entertaining. This Indeed. was this was just what just oh, yeah, this was confusing happened. I, yeah, I, I can't explain any of this. It's like a lot happened, but nothing happened. Exactly. I know we talked about. I think it was at it. It's time that we were happy that it looked like Marrow and Trips thing was maybe over or was on Raw or something. I don't remember. We talked about we're happy that you know they're moving on. Nope. They're not. Nope. It was like, yeah, they're still involved. And it's like, for what? You know? It's like, I'm pretty sure Goldust, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he's the number one contender for the IC title at this point. Yeah. Or does Mero get his rematch? Or that that already happened. Yeah, that already happened. Trips beating by DQ or something. No, no. He just beat him. That's right. And then Mero that- walks off the title. I think it was that that was it. It's time. Yeah, because yeah, it was a DQ. Mero got pissed, beat up Trips, and then took the title. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, why are you involved in this in any way? I don't know. He's the savior for Marlena. I okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll I'll take that explanation because I don't have one. Um, I'm, I am yeah. looking forward to Gold Dust and Trips, though. I think that'll be a good match. I think so too. I think so too. I mean, they're both very capable in the ring and i think the match that they will have will definitely reflect that at least i can't wait for that at least dustin won't be hitting any canadian destroyers off the apron through a table uh true exactly (laughs) everybody's like oh my god it's the greatest thing ever no not really at least he did it on a big show but i hate that move i Mm. hate that move so bad (laughs) that's fair um, yeah, let's see here. Now, for me, raid-wise, this one was kind of tough because it's like, do I grade this as a match or do I grade this as like an angle? You know what I mean? Because I feel like this was more of a like a work angle than it was like a match. Yeah, this was never about the match. No, because I mean, it, it just wasn't. And so I kind of graded it on a curve-ish type thing. And my grade's not going to make sense based on that alone because you're like, you read it on a curve. So yeah, like I gave this a C. Like this was a just a C because outside of Triple H getting involved with like the Marlene and Goldust thing, because that's been kind of a thing, um, that made sense. Marrow being involved in it made no sense at all. Lawler is more or less just like kind of, I guess, like a bit kind of a pseudo mouthpiece for Triple H with that whole thing. And it's kind of like, I don't know, just something else, anything else. You know what I mean? I understand exactly what you mean because I exactly graded it just about the exact same way and gave it a B minus. This mm. was, like like we said, this was never about what was in the ring because it only stayed in there for, what, 
30 seconds give or take i mean it was it was a little longer than that lawler was beating the crap out of him for a while then uh, debacle <laughs> everything yep. just started going down um it was entertaining but it wasn't as entertaining as i think it could have been i think it could have been done a little better mm-hmm. this this whole triple h once marlena angle i don't care i don't not a big fan of doesn't make a whole lot of sense i mean it's kind of this is to bridge over to wcw this is the whole kevin sullivan benoit angle without the aftermath 15 years later mm-hmm. or 10 years later whatever that we all know you know happens over there but this yeah. is what this is that angle without that and i still don't like it so hence why we're fast forwarding on the other channel because i really don't like it because it's no yeah too cringy um i gave this a, yeah i gave this a b minus it was okay it was not it was borderline to me good and just there mm-hmm. especially as the main event i know we on raw right now we're putting our main events first to try to hook you i still think you could do a little better toward the end i would have actually switched this spot with the flash Funk triple h match yeah i think that would have been much better and gold dust was in the crowd so it's like do a thing there or you know, have Goldust and Marlena on commentary and have trips come up to her. So, like, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, something well, I, like that. Actually, that would have been. I forgot about the Goldust part in the crowd. So, yeah, that kind of did have to go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, switch this and the whole HBK Bret Hart and have the have the show go off with everybody beating the crap out of each other. Right, that's, that's better than just flapping your gums. We're going off the air, looking at Marlena laying on the ground. <laughs> right, that's what I care about. But that was Raw from December 30th, 1996. Indeed, it was. <laughs> ah, um, overall, not a bad show. Mm-mm. It was it was started off hot, real hot. Had a good match right afterwards, had a good angle, and had an okay thing at the end. Um, this averaged out to be a B show, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, yeah, and I'm actually inclined to agree with that because I actually gave it, ended up giving it the same grade. Yeah, this was a solid B show, and, yeah, I will gladly take that. All right. Um, it was a treat. It was a treat, and I hate to do this again. These little short abbreviated, we don't go on for an hour reviews, which we have just about gone on an hour, haven't we? Pretty close. We're at 45-ish minutes, whatever. But, you know, when power company says, hey, we're going to send you the Stone Age for five hours, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the computer and internet do not work without electricity. So They do not. Mainly, do not. mainly the internet because my computer has a battery and all the power is running off of it, the microphone and everything. So one for that whole pesky internet thing we could have done. We could have done another episode, which will come later. Anywho, they're not here to listen to our recording schedule. They're here to hear our final thoughts on this pretty good episode of Raw. Mine, I'm, I like that tag team match. Um, we're definitely seeing the upswing. We're seeing more of this train wreck booking. Take it or leave it. Sometimes I can take it. Sometimes I'll leave it. Today was a little bit of both. It was. It could be entertaining when it's done sporadically. 
but when it's done all the time, it gets annoying. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how we get there. We'll see where we get there. Indeed, indeed. Um, as I will say, for what it's worth, everything that happened tonight is going to lead us to the Rumble in terms of matches that are, of course, outside of the Rumble itself. Uh, so, yeah, overall, like as far as that goes, if looking at it from that standpoint, this is kind of like a appetizer, I guess, in a way of what's coming up at the Rumble. Um, some of the things they did were a little outlandish, but at the same time, yeah, it looks like overall, not a bad show at all. And I'd say this episode probably competed fairly well with the Nitro on the same night. I would say it very, it did just, there was an hour less of it. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. It competes very well. <laughs> I guess you'll have to listen to our Nitro review whenever we get to record it when the USPS will leave me alone. <laughs> it's January. I'm not supposed to be having to do this anymore. Yeah. But <clears throat> weather happens. I spent Saturday 90 minutes sitting in a ditch. Yikes. And a crazy lady ran me off the road out on iced roads with bald tires and doesn't know how to drive in it. So yeah, I ended up calling in on Thursday night because I walked I walked outside. Well, I didn't walk outside. I looked out the door outside of my apartment and said, Nope. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got what about an hour commute? Uh, well, I mean, it's only 20 minutes, but with how much snow was on the ground last week, it probably would have been closer to an hour. Yeah. And, and plus uh, uh the interstate ended up getting shut down because the tractor trailer was all over the place. And yeah, it was been a nightmare. Yeah. You, yeah. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Me, I was doing good. I was, we had a very slow day cause I knew the roads were bad. So I was just chugging along, was going to get done about two hours early. Yeah. And crazy lady ran me into a ditch. She started sliding toward me and I realized I could either let her hit me or I could throw it in the ditch, and I told my boss that the ditch was probably less paperwork. <laughs> True that. So then I had to wait 90 minutes on a wrecker. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, well, then the wrecker's like, he, he's like, okay. He pulls me out. He's like, I got to ask this. He said, am I billing you or the USPS? I said, well, if you're asking me, you're billing the USPS. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been, been my thing, too. He's like, well, I, I mean. You want my opinion on that, Chief? <laughs> I mean, that's really that is who he has to build because it was a work thing. But it is that was my Saturday. And <laughs> if you want to tell us about your Saturday, you can reach us at Twitter and Instagram at AEWR Pod, or you can reach us on the emails at AEWR316 at gmail.com or one 800 Kiss my grits. I'm just kidding. There's no no 800 number. One nine hundred ninety nine ninety nine hundred. That's where you can reach us. We're, we, I'm gonna. We should get that number to see if people will actually call us. That would be pretty cool. I'd I be wonder, down. I know we did it that one day as a joke. I wonder how many people watch on the network and every time Mean Gene says one nine hundred ninety nine ninety nine hundred, how many people start calling it? That's a good we question. Could, we could set up that number and just see how many times, how much money we could make people calling us just randomly. Charge I'd enjoy 20, that. Charge $20 a minute. That would be fantastic. 
Nah, folks, we're not we're not that greedy. We're not that greedy. Not yet. We're not gonna take your money. And we're not gonna take up any more of your time. Folks, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts on this show, Arnold? More of this. Less of that. Exactly. All right. Well, he's been the man with the plan, the man with the velvet vocal cords. I have been your 2021 armchair booker of the year. And we are on our backs looking up at the lights. One, two, three. Let's get funky. Hey.